What's up, Roller Gen listeners? I know I'm behind on my episodes. I was supposed to give y'all one on Sunday. I do have some of them. And today. So I'm going to try to do one right now on my way to work. Um, so I'm going to talk about um, some phenotype issues that people have been having or been talking about. And that's about leg length on the, on the roller. So somebody asked me this, the length of a bird's legs mean anything. And my opinion is, as far as rolling and performance, nah. I don't think it means too much. Well, I haven't found no, no evidence that it means anything, actually, when it comes to actual performance. It's more of a personal preference or feel typical trait for shows, for lawn shows, cage shows, whatever you want to call them. But as far as actual performance, I don't see, see what, what leg length plays a part when the actual um, the actual technique of the birds actually rolling is actually pretty much governed by the wing stroke the mental capacity to handle that performance once they start hitting them when they start developing because all birds don't handle that correctly but in my opinion no leg length does not matter it's more of a personal trait personal preference or a trait for shows um, somebody can tell they should be low to the ground but ask them why how, how does that affect rolling ask them that I don't see how the legs are pretty much tucked the whole time pretty much during during actual ex- execution of a roll and until they come out when they think they might be in danger they put their feet out that they're trying to in this case they're trying to hit something or almost hitting something that's the only thing I can see but other than that I don't see no no evidence showing that it affects the rolling performance at all. So that's that. Then we talked about flying birds. When should you stock a bird? Well, that's a hard one because that's going to be different from every person, every flyer, every flyer's condition. Uh, the stage at which their loft is in as far as of development or trying to build their family or maintain their family. So from, from a standpoint of to, as to where things are today, the birds need two seasons to me. This why. I'm going to tell you why I think they need two seasons. The first season, you're going to fly between, in my region, you fly between April and beginning of October, maybe mid-October. So you got the rest of October, November, December, January, February, and March locked up. So you put them out the second season to see if they can continue what they were doing or get better. So they're trying to maintain or get better. So it'll take two seasons to really figure out what a, what a bird really got in them. And that time, they went through the most, the two most, and you can see more of what, what the bird has in it. Only thing about it is not a, a straight fly through through the whole two, the whole full year. So you don't you don't really get a chance to see what they really got in them because they're not pushed hard. They get a six months, five to six months layover. You know, and that's a big difference. Than birds flying through. But I say so I say two seasons. That give you enough data and see what's really going on with them. 
got half, five or six months the first year, five or six months the second year, give you a full year of flying time, air time. So I would say after two seasons. The problem with that here is they're not guaranteed to last. Like I had a bird that just got taken um, Tuesday, last Tuesday. Not this Tuesday, last Tuesday. A bird that was a 2021. So she flew 2021, 2022, and 2023 and got caught this year. And she was one of the words I was considering. I was considering for stock. I didn't say I was going to stock her just yet. I was considering for stock. Um, and she's um white heat bird, top and bottom. Some smoke top and bottom also, but... <clears throat> She was a white looking bird in my kids. When you guys see my kids, that's ro- always rolling. That's that one. She's done now. She's a red. She was a red grizzle, mostly white. But she's gone now. Crazy thing is, today her younger sister got taken a day. That was a this year bird. By the Cooper chased her down. And he did it perfect. I mean, he did it perfect. How he did it. She, he or she. I'm not sure what he or she. But so that that one, I have two younger ones. The same thing. But that one's gone also. And that was a pretty good one too. So things can change really quickly when it comes to POP. So you gotta make that decision of when you should bring a burden yourself. I'm just getting your idea when I think it should happen. Just because I said don't mean it's supposed to be. You still gotta make that decision for yourself. Then all determine all uh, come down to how bad you need that bird in the stock loss. With the trace that it has shown you. You know, you evaluate it for what it has already showed you. How bad you need that in stock law for at that time you decide to put it up in a <clears throat> in a perfect world, a near perfect world, we can fly on two, three, four years, even five, before we pull them in. You know what I'm saying seasons before we pull them in. But this is not that world right now. We gotta figure out a way to do it. This birds, I lost a lot of birds recently. That could have been the stock I keep I kept flying, but I breed them to fly. I don't breed them to stock everybody. That's the hard part. Um, especially my hens. My hens gotta be flown more so than the cock because the hens are really, really important to all your traits you're trying to stock for. Like frequency, kidding, longevity, um, type, stability or lack of. Hands play a big part in that. I'm finding out. So that's why I, I like to fly my hands a longer time. But you, and you get more quality hands when you do it that way. See what they can handle. They can handle the heat. They can handle the wind. They can handle the cold. They can handle being broke down. They can handle being fed up. They're real smart. They can get back when they get chased. And all that kind of stuff plays a big part in your in building your family. All of it. So your hands gonna show you more cocks. The problem with cocks is a cock can be a super spinner, and he might not lend that to the babies. He might none of that might not come to go to get past the babies. But usually when that happens, it skips a generation. Usually, not all the time, but usually when it happens, it skips a generation. Now there are some cocks they weren't good, their sons weren't good, and so, and so forth. You gonna get those kind too. But like I said, usually I like well, I pick I pick my, my best two three producing cocks weren't flown. 
You think so? How you know it's your best birth wasn't flown? You talking about producing, we ain't talking about performance. He proves the best births over some ones that were flown. You gotta watch. A cop gotta be almost a super duper star and have everything else to be to be one of them birds. But you know them when you see them, but you should learn to know them when you see them in the air. <clears throat> if certain traits they show you, <clears throat> if they pass those traits on, you know you have some good birds. But you gotta recognize that. You've gotta recognize that. It's going back to your law. Take your time. Try to fly as much as possible. Get as many birds up as possible. So the siblings of some birds can also tell you to tell you a lot too. So if you got five birds flying and only one of them is good, the chances are that one is gonna be just as bad as the weakest link could be the other four. The other four can be horrible. You know what I'm saying? So that can, they can bird, that's what that bird can be. Like the, the ones that were horrible, that just that one was good. Like I said, chain is only strong as its weakest link. And you got them four birds out of five that's bad, and you got one that's good, that's not a strong chain. That's four weak links and one strong link. No way that chain gonna hold up. If you got that, that, it works the other way too. It works the other way too. Four superstars and one bird that just mediocre, average. He still got what that what them superstars got genetically. It's, it's there. Now you got to know how to pull it out, extract it. And that's all we're doing anyway, trying to extract some of the best traits from our birds anyway. That's all we're really doing. We don't know which one's going to be the best producers or the better performance, but your odds go up, your chances go up, your percentages go up if the parents are, are really good. That's just a food for thought. That, no, that's just a note. That's not even for thought. That's just actual. So keep all keep all this information in mind when you put your family together. All of it. All of it pertains to good performance. We're not gonna talk about type, so we just talk about these few sub total type as far as breast width, breast width, strengthening breast head, and all this. We're not gonna get into that right now. The only thing I really want to talk about when it comes to that was the leg length. Can we me and my friend have discussion? So with that being said, we're going to call it some quits right at about 11 minutes right now. So what we're going to do, we're going to sweat, we're going to breathe, we're going to fly, we're going to select again, and we're going to repeat. Keep another roll agenda out. Peace.